This is the Bartender Journey Podcast. Hey, it's the Bartender Journey Podcast number 162. Welcome to the show. My name's Brian Vincent Weber. Thanks for listening today. This is the podcast that talks all about bartending and cocktails and spirits. Well, as I mentioned on the show last week, I recently att- attended the Bar Institute event in Baltimore. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was uh, really educational and a lot of fun. And uh, the classes were really awesome. The presenters were all great. And uh, the classes were all small, which was cool. And uh, so anyway, I got a chance to talk to Lindsay Johnson and Brittany Leach uh, from uh, Lush Life. Lush Life is the uh, the company that uh, organizes the Bar Institute uh, event, among others. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking to them uh, shortly. Lindsay's the co-founder and CEO of Lush Life, so uh, we'll be talking to them shortly. Bar Institute uh, started as Portland Cocktail Week, uh, but now they take the show on the road all over the country, and uh, there's more events coming up. So if you're uh, anywhere near Texas, they're going to be in Austin, Texas, June 12th and 14th. They're going to be in Miami, August 21st through 23rd. They're going to be in Portland, back in Portland, uh, September 25th through 27th. And the Nationals in New York City on November 6th through 10th. So I highly, highly recommend that you check these events out if there's any way at all you can get to them. So stand by. We'll be talking with Brittany and Lindsay in just a couple minutes. First, let's do our Cocktail of the Week. Hey, if you remember uh, a few weeks ago, uh, or I don't know, a month ago or so now, I was uh, talking to you about the Copper and Kings Cocktail Competition, and I hope you got a chance to enter. And uh, I just found out I was selected as a semifinalist. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. It'll be my first time competing in a live uh, event, and uh, a little, uh, I can't wait. And uh, a little nervous, but uh, I, I thought I'd share with you the recipe that I submitted to uh, to for this contest. So uh, it's this contest is based on you're supposed to pick a song and base your cocktail around that and uh, name it that. So uh, I picked the artist Ben Harper and his song "Burn to Shine," which is a great song. Uh, I wish I could play it for you here, but there's uh, copyright issues uh, that I don't want the lawyers breathing down my neck. Well, maybe just a couple of notes. All right, that's enough. (laughs) All right, we'll get back into some music that I paid for the rights to use on the show. All right, my Burn to Shine cocktail. It's going to be one and a half ounces of Copper and King's American Brandy. And this is their aged brandy. And that comes in at 45% alcohol, 90 proof. And uh, so that was, uh, what did I say, one and a half ounces? One half ounce sweet vermouth. I used Dolan's. And uh, we've got quarter ounce of Chinar. That's the spirit based on artichokes, and it's yummy. And uh, I took uh, grapes, and I sprinkled them with a little sugar and roasted them in the oven until they got uh, just they kind of brings out the, the sugars in the fruit and uh, caramelizes that sugar on the outside just a little bit. And uh, so I took three of those and muddled those along with uh, apricot preserves and a small pinch of sea salt, one dash Angostura bitters. So, uh, well, let me start over at the beginning. <laughs> We're going to take the three roasted grapes, uh, muddle that with the bar sp- with uh, one bar spoon of apricot bes- preserves, a little bit of sea salt, one dash Angostura orange bitters, and uh, muddle that up. We're going to add the other three ingredients, the Copper and King's uh, brandy, the Dolan sweet vermouth, the Chinar, and uh, we're going to shake that up, double strain it into a chilled coupe glass, 
And then um, I actually served it with a half ounce on the side of the Copper and Kings Reserve Cask Brandy. And uh, that's an overproof spirit at 130, 124 proof. And uh, I served that on the side. And uh, I invite the guests to add a little burn to your shine. Add a, add a little bit of that uh, overproof uh, to the drink. And uh, it makes an interesting um, sort of uh, visual thing when you pour that in there. And uh, as they kind of... Don't, they don't seem to combine right away, and uh, it looks kind of cool, and uh, it's fun, and it's named after the song, Burn to Shine. So they haven't announced yet where those semifinals will be. I, I'm sure, I'm, I'm assuming they'll be in Manhattan uh, for this region. And then uh, if I get through that round, I get it, I'll get i be on a trip to uh, Kentucky where they make this stuff So uh, in Louisville. So uh, looking forward to competing and uh, for the first time, and uh, I'll let you know what happens. All right, let's go on to a book of the week. So uh, the book of the week this week is Bourbon Curious by Fred Minnick. And uh, I've been trying to get him on the show for the longest time. He's, he's a busy dude, and uh, he's writing another book. Uh, but this book, uh, if you haven't heard of it, it's, uh, it's really successful, and it's, it's a great book. Uh, there's everything. He exposes a lot of these sort of uh, myths about bourbon and uh, some of the uh, misconceptions. And uh, some of those misconceptions are kind of deliberate, <laughs> put on by the brands to... Uh, you know they they have, they have stories to them, and they, they you know they obviously want to make their brand look uh, look uh, you know show it in a good light. And uh, sometimes the stories are um, you know not exactly what happened. Let's put it that way. But uh, there's also uh, there's actually exercise exercises in here about how to taste, which are really interesting. And uh, there's a whole bunch there's a whole chapter here about uh, tasting. And uh, he he goes into the uh, the mouthfeel, which is something we don't always talk about, but uh, it's interesting. And uh, I've never seen anybody quite uh, break down mouthfeel the way he does. And uh, he actually has a bunch of different uh, descriptors that he uses for mouthfeel: uh, adhesive, stringent, chewy, creamy. Crispy, dry, mouth coating, rough, snap, crackle, pop, and soft. Uh, I thought that was really cool and interesting. I've never seen that before. So, uh, yeah, you want to check this book out? Bourbon Curious, a simple tasting guide for the savvy drinker by Fred Minnick. And uh, we'll have a link to that up on bartenderjourney.net. And those Amazon links are uh, what you call affiliate links. So uh, anytime you click through a uh, Amazon banner on bartenderjourney.net, click on over to Amazon. doesn't cost you any extra. And you're helping out the show just a little bit. And... Uh, yeah, anything you buy uh, after clicking through to Amazon, whether it be uh, this book or something else I recommended or, or something totally different, uh, you can, you'll be helping out the show a little bit. Uh, thank you. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Brian. How are you? Very good. Yourself? Doing so well. Just gearing up for Phoenix, ready for all the friends to get here. Amazing. Is that where you are now? I sure am. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I went from the cold to the middle of the desert. Yeah, huh? I had to. I had to run by the house and do a suitcase swap because <laughs> the clothes that I had in Baltimore would not have worked here. I would have died. <laughs> well, let's try to get Lindsay on the phone. All right, Lindsay, it's Brian here and Brittany. Hi, Brittany, Hi. you're there too, right? Hey. Yep. Perfect. I'm here. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me today. This is so exciting. Yeah. Thanks for having us. We're very excited. Well, my, I was just in Baltimore, and it was mo- the most amazing experience. I got to tell you, that was the first uh, event of yours that I've uh, attended, and I was so impressed. I couldn't believe it. Oh, I'm Aww. so glad you were a part of the fun. We we really 
um, you know, we work really hard to make sure that that these events are, you know, educational first. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, if we're not going to enjoy each other's company and, and learn a little bit more about one another, what's the point? You know, we're going to have a little fun, too. Yeah, totally. Well, we did have yeah. a lot of fun. And yeah, good. it was it was like a, it was like a bonding experience with all these people, you know. Oh, good. Especially That's our the, favorite thing is yeah. when people leave and then they have all these new friends and you see them interacting on Facebook and, and Instagram together and they're so cute. It's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, they, I mean, even the app was amazing. The app yeah. that went along, it was incredible. I, everybody was saying, like, this is the best app I ever saw for an event, or maybe the best <laughs> app I ever saw for anything. <laughs> well, thank we, you. A lot of time and energy went into building that app. So I, there, the, I, I will definitely pass along the the love to the team that, that spent quite a bit of time making that work. But we're, you know, we, we try to put as much thought and energy into each part of the program as we can. And even if it's something as, that seems as, as inconsequential as an app, you know, that a lot, of, I, I think a lot of other people kind of look at something like an app and say, okay, well, that's, let, we, we know we have to have it. Let's just make one. And we're like, no, 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 let's, let's bake it into the process. What are the things that are most important? Well, the most important thing about any Lush Life event, any, the most important thing about any event really is that interaction and being able to, okay, we've got to, you've got to get the info out there. You've got to make sure that you know where the classes are, that announcements can happen, that people understand what's going on. But really that personal touch, that human experience is the most important things. So uh, having sort of that safe space, that's the other part of it, is having that Mm -hmm. safe space where people can't come in who aren't part of the event. And I know that that's kind of like a funny idea. We we, we actually grappled over that for a while. Uh You know, we we talked about, well, should this be open? Should this be closed? And we, we settled on it being closed for a couple of reasons. And I think the most important one is for people who aren't at the event, we really didn't want their voices to be in there. Right. Um, you know, we have Facebook for that. We have Instagram for that. We have all these other platforms where we can share out, you know, what's going on and, and have that bigger conversation. But the app is a safe place for us to talk as a group of people, to network as a group of people who are who have made that choice to come together and participate in an event together. Um, and I really like that. I really like having that that separate space and that separate place for us all to to talk. That makes a lot of sense. That really does. And, uh, you know, towards the end of the uh, the event, I heard a lot of people saying, including myself, I wonder how long this is going to stay, you know, be in play <laughs> right. here because this is like our own little Facebook world here. It's amazing. I know. <laughs> everyone's still using the app. It's yeah. awesome. I'm able to keep up with everyone because everyone's still using it. You know, um, at the close of the event was the last time that we uh, looked at all the analytics and we had over 100,000 interactions on the app. And it's still going, which is amazing because now we've connected this group of people and we're able to help them stay connected. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that post of yours that it went over a hundred thousand. That's really amazing. Right for like a thousand for a little under a thousand people. That's a, an insane amount of interaction. That, but it's it makes sense because we're we're also engaged. You know, the, these are real connections. These mm. aren't these aren't superficial connections. It's not like you at a normal trade show. You know, you go in, you shake somebody's hand, you hear about their product for five minutes, and you move on. Right. That's not what we're trying to build. We're trying to build these long lifelong friendships, bonds, connections between people, and that that happens over the course of a number of interactions, whether they be in the digital space via the, the, you know, the closed app or via the digital space, you know, in a more public place like Facebook or it hopefully and more, more frequently in person, you know, at somebody's bar or at an event like this. Mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's go back a little to the beginning for people who don't know, uh, Bar Institute began as, as Portland Cocktail Week, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you decided to take it on the road just to make a lot more work for yourself or? Well, (laughs) you know, 
that's we part didn't of it. actually <laughs> we, we actually didn't make that choice. Our mm. guests made that choice yeah. for us. Okay. Uh, we had we had five thousand people show up in Portland last year, mm. and we had over three thousand people apply to be a student at Portland Cocktail Week as part of the Bar Institute last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we only had four hundred spots. We only had four hundred seats wow. uh, for students. And you know, you look at three thousand people want a seat. And we have four hundred seats. How do we reconcile that? Yeah. How do I turn away? over 2,000 people who want to come and learn. And that that just didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with anyone on the team. And and quite frankly, it didn't sit well with the city of Portland. You know, they they really wanted us to... to, They they wanted us to consider how we ran our event and and wanted Mm. us to think about how... you know, how we could really make sure that we were making the most of this really great group of people who are coming to town. Um, and, you know, looking at it, it, it was just too many people. And to keep the experience the, like the one you just had in Baltimore, to keep it small, to keep it intimate, to keep those relationships really strong and really meaningful, we, we really think that it's important to have more smaller events mm-hmm. that that really can provide people with those one-on-one teaching opportunities, whether they be on the exhibition floor, you're going up and talking to Jordan Bushel and learning about the history of cognac or sitting in a classroom and listening to Alex Day talk about bar design. You know, those are two, two experiences where you get that, you know, it's one, one one-on-one or one on 40. Um, But still, you know, these are really small experiences. You're not able to, to have class sizes this small really anywhere else. And if we were to, to keep going on the path we were going at Portland Cocktail Week, we would have had to have opened those classes up to be to seat for a hundred or two hundred, right. and you really lose something at that point. It's a different um, and, experience and, for sure. Yeah, and we we weren't willing to do that. Um, we really wanted to make sure that we could offer this experience, that specific one-on-one or very small group experience, to as many people as possible. Yeah, well, so a, we lot of the, at, a lot of the classes yeah. just kind of broke out into a conversation, which was awesome. Yeah, that's the idea. That's yeah. How it's yeah, that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how it's supposed to work. So, yeah, we, we also wanted to make sure that it was low cost for our attendees. Yeah. You know, that, that was the other really big thing. It's like, okay, so how do we make – Portland's expensive to get to if you right. live in Baltimore, if you live in Miami. Um, and you know, it's, it's really a, far it's, from New York. Yeah, it's really <laughs> far and it's expensive, man. Yeah, it is. And um, once you get there, you know, it's $250 a night um, in some cases. So, you know, we, we looked at cities that were maybe a little less expensive to stay in um, for the time of year that we're going. Um, also inexpensive to get to, um, you know, regionally. So if you live in L.A., to get from L.A. to Phoenix is, you know, a right. $100 round-trip plane ticket. Yeah. Um, you know, it's $100 round-trip on the bus to get to and from Baltimore from New York. You know, it's really easy to get from point A to point B um, from each one of these cities. Um, so, Hopefully, you can make it to at least one bar institute. And that, that's really the idea. That's why we put the event on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday also. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the idea is you don't miss any money shifts. You're able to keep the costs really, really, really low. Yeah. Um, and you're able to get some really great education out of the deal. And I, and I bet you'll get um, a lot of people that maybe wouldn't come, you know, because it's exactly. regional. You'll get, you know, people from smaller markets maybe. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And we really want to make sure, I I mean, Brittany has been doing a great job of really reaching out to people, not just from smaller markets, but from from places that maybe don't necessarily think that they are invited or that or think that they have a place at the table Mm -hmm. at at these sort of conventions. That's a great point. We we think that that's just silly. We love when people from the Cheesecake Factory come and participate. <laughs> we had a bunch of really awesome people uh, 
come be a part of the Bar Institute from the Cheesecake Factory. Um, and, you know, it, it, it's as simple as going in and sitting at their bar and inviting them. Um, you know, they came and they were really productive, really active members of the community. And we're, we're so grateful that they chose to make the Bar Institute part of their life. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it, it's really cool. We want to see more and more of that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's amazing. You know, events like this can really change people's lives, you know? They do. and. So. And that's another uh, part of making it regional and making it on what we refer to as the Bartenders Weekend, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. um, because people can send other members of their staff. It doesn't just have to be the bar manager or the head bartender. They can send their servers. They can send their hosts. They can send the guys and girls in the kitchen mm-hmm. um, so that we're all working together to create this really cohesive menu and to learn more things about all the parts of the job and so we can all be better. Yep, yep. Exactly. Well, it is so affordable. I mean, even the ticket prices are ridiculously cheap. I mean, it's that's the idea. It's it's <laughs> <Yep>. amazing, <laughs> and I, I'm sure you guys work really hard to make that happen. But um, I just can't encourage people enough to you know the fact that it's probably not that far for yet to go. And like you said, the hotels aren't going to be crazy expensive, and the and the ticket prices like yeah, it's really important to us to keep this really accessible because it doesn't matter how great of an educational program you put together, or how great the exhibition floor is, or how fun the nighttime parties are. If if people in the business can't afford to go, they never get it. And so we're really, really lucky to have really great partners who support us in, in, in this dream of providing really affordable, really valuable education um, to all the people who deserve it the most, which is the people who work hard to get us delicious food and beverages. Yep, that's it. Exactly. Oh, the classes were just amazing. I mean, I was scribbling notes nonstop, <laughs> and I can't wait to have the time to look back on them, you know. And uh, I also recorded a lot of them for my own use. And uh, Excellent. But awesome. I, um, but I, you know, I went to each presenter just as a courtesy to say, you know, do you mind if I record the class? And they, they of course, they all said, yes, of course, please do it. And several of them asked me to send them a copy of it. You oh, know? that's great. So, yeah, that oh, was cool. Oh, yeah. They're so good. They're all, like, posting links to, like, Dropbox fi- box files in the app and, like, hey, if you missed the class or you need a refresh, here's my presentation. And they're, just, they're the best. They're so excited to teach. They're just excited to teach as the people are to learn. It's I, really exactly. great. That, it was a, so true. A big true. part. A big part of our consideration when we're we're bringing in presenters is how generous they are with their knowledge. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we definitely have we're, we're very fortunate to have a lot of the big names and a lot of the heavy hitters in the business be a part of this program. Um, but we also have have some people who haven't participated in in a lot of other big ways. Um, you know, some some new names and some fresh faces. Uh, a lot of people who are presenting for the first time. Um, and a lot of these people are successful on levels that I, I can't. Be begin to communicate to you. You know, people who have run bar programs all over the world have opened hundreds, dozens, bars that you can't imagine, right? Mm-hmm. We're so fortunate to have them, but they've never presented before because they've never been asked. Right. Um, and we're so lucky that they, they're willing to come in and share what they know um, because so many of them know so, so, so much. Yeah. Um, and it, and for so many of them, it's, it's really just about sharing that knowledge um, because I, I think there's there's this really special um, there's this really special group of us in the industry that believe that if we all work together, uh, it's going to get better for all of us. And I, I think we've tapped into something really special. And, and it's it's not just with the presenters, it's not just with the attendees, it's not just with the sponsors, it's everybody. And it's a pervasive attitude. Um, and we 
the job of the Bar Institute is to keep connecting everybody from sponsor to presenter to guest. Um, and everyone who believes in that and believes in that message, connect them all together so that we can keep growing this. Mm -hmm. Well, I, yeah, I wanted to bring that up, that the presenters seem just as happy to be there as the attendees, you know. And uh, the first class I went to, getting paid for what's in your brain, and it was two, two guys that run a local consulting business in Baltimore. Uh -huh. They were awesome. They're great. <laughs> They're so good. They're so good. People. <laughs> they were really cool dudes. And the class was amazing. And yep. Brendan and, and Eric have some of the best energy of, of any people on the planet and are, are really changing the way that people see the hospitality industry, not just in Baltimore, but in the whole Northeast region. I mean, these, these guys are really raising the bar across the board, uh, you know, and whether it's the event consulting they do or, uh, you know, the, the bar programs that they're putting together. These, these guys are really changing the landscape of Baltimore. And then you throw in the charity work they do in mm. on top of that, mm. you know, outside of the beverage world. And it's just incredible. It's really incredible who who's willing to share their time with us. Right, right. We're pretty lucky. Yeah. yeah, we're very, very lucky. We get these people that I even, being someone who worked behind a bar for nine years, I see people like David Kaplan and Alex Day and John DeBerry and Brendan Doerr, and I'm starstruck. And they're like, can yeah. I teach at your program? And I'm like, please do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I always say? You make your own luck because what you're doing is great. So, you know. Thank you. you say, oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Well, they, there's so many classes. Go there's like eight classes going on at a time, and it's tough. Yeah. Like, you got to make Sophie's Choice all day long. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. And that's part of the challenge. You know, we, again, we're, we're so lucky to have so many people who, who are so generous their knowledge that we, we want to bring all of the best content and we want to make sure that we're offering as much different content as we can throughout the day. Mm -hmm. um, and and you know, to, to offer as many classes as we did at Portland Cocktail Week um, in each one of the regional stops, you know, means putting out a lot of content every single day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that that the content is, you know, if you can't make it to a class, that we do have, have links to presentations and that we do have that content available to you after the event. And we are working to put together um, a database of all of that. So when, once you've you've sort of come to the event, we'll, we'll make sure that you have access to all of those presentations because it, it is important that, that you have access to it. And uh, my goodness, I don't know how you guys pick. I, I have a hard time <laughs> like looking through and oh my goodness, it's, yeah. it's too much. It's so good. Too many good people. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's great to have that information to, to review on, you know, because you're, you're taking in so much, you know, it's hard to retain it all. So, and, you know, I look at people not taking notes. I'm like, dude, <laughs> This is gold here, and write it down. <laughs> How do you remember it all? You can't. You can't. But that that's helpful having uh, the decks and all that. I also love the way you, you just tied in the local community, the local bars. Somehow I ended up in a lot of local bars and and maybe too many, but it was it was great, you know. And a lot of people, that, a lot of bars that you know didn't know we were coming, you know, but they yeah. were they were awesome. They're really really great. But, yeah, that's fantastic. That's part of the idea, honestly. We we don't over-program at night, and, and Brittany probably can speak a little bit mm -hmm. of, about this. I mean, part of it is we want you guys fresh and ready to go in the morning and ready for class, so we, we don't have a ton of required events in the evening. And we also want to make sure that for our partners who are, are providing evening activities that they get all of, all of that attention mm -hmm. um, and everybody comes through um, and, and supports those programs, which everyone did. It was really great. Mm -hmm. um, so we don't want to over-program at night, which leaves a lot of time for everybody to go 
visit bars in, in our host city, which we think is really important. It's it's really nice to have a little bit of free time to go have dinner somewhere, you know, to experience the city. You know, I know that there are people who have come to Portland Cocktail Week for six years who've never eaten at a restaurant in Portland that wasn't a part of a hosted dinner. Yeah. And, you know, I look at that and I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> we, we need to change that. I we need know. to make, Portland has some of the best food in the world. We need to make sure yeah. you have time to go eat there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so that, you know, that was a big I'm consideration. Sure, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sure ahead, there are people who look at our schedule and they say, well, why is there an empty time slot right mm-hmm, there? Mm-hmm. And it's really important to us. Like we, these cities take us in and they treat us like family, mm-hmm. like before, uh, before, during and after an event, like a city that we're hosting. And I live there for three weeks and these people take mm-hmm. care of me and make sure that, that I'm okay. And nice. it's part of building up that bar community is also encouraging the people that we're bringing into the city to invest money into the city and to go see these bartenders and to make sure they have great shifts and get lots of hugs and, and make great money. Um, and that's just how we, that's one way that we look at it as this is how we can give back for all the great things that you exactly. give us. <laughs> that's funny. It's a, make a lot of money. We all invaded one bar that didn't know we were coming. And boy, those bartenders were, they were, they were a little <laughs> frazzled, I got to tell you. <laughs> I'm sure they were not at the end of the night when they counted their tips. I'm that's sure what I was like, thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. You guys are so anxious to get rid of us, huh? I don't know. <laughs> But I tell you, they don't, you know, coming from New York, you go to these small markets. I'm like, I had a, I had a discussion with one guy who was, a, you know, was a small bar and the bartender was the owner. And I'm like, I don't think you're charging enough, dude. <laughs> Pouring this big pour of whiskey and it was like right. six bucks. I'm like, how is <laughs> Let's do the math. Yeah. yeah. We need to come to the Bar Institute tomorrow. We're going to yes. do some costing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Your P&L. I should have insisted gonna, that he yeah. came to come to that class. We're going to need you to sit in on Jen Collier's cocktail cost, costing class. Yeah. You have some spreadsheets to review. <laughs> but he, I'm like, you really, you're not charged enough. I, I, oh he's like, goodness. And he's like, well, you know, I'd rather have a loyal, you know, I'd rather have regulars that like to come back and, you know, don't feel like I'm ripping them off. I'm like, you're not ripping them off. You, you don't, right. Yeah, oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're well, like, just come tomorrow. We'll figure it out. We've yeah, got the spreadsheets. Yeah. We have the technology. Exactly. Um, but that's the great thing about uh, the cities that, that we're able to do the Bar Institute in. And part of the reason um, why these were the cities that were very the very clear choices for us was that these people that live and work in this city just want to take care of people. That's all they want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we ended up in some little whiskey bar. I wish I could remember the name of it, but the, the bartender was the owner and she'd owned the place for like 25 years. It was, it was incredible. Hearing stories like that, like that, that is the things about these communities that are so amazing is you go in and, and you meet the person and they're the owner and they're behind the bar serving you shots of whiskey and they've owned the bar for 25 years and they know everyone in the neighborhood. And these are why these cities were just like, it was no question for us of, of where we were doing this because the people in these markets are just so great. Oh, birds of a feather. That's what it was called. Do you know oh, that I place? love that bar. Oh my yeah. gosh. It was amazing. The Scotch bar. It's awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> so is the, is the plan, okay, I don't know if you can even reveal this, but is the plan to go back to the same cities or different cities next year or? Um, I think our plan is to, to do the bar Institute this year and to <laughs> uh, no, take a vacation. The plan, the plan is to, is to stay on course. We're, yeah. we're, our plan is to stay pretty much on course. I, I would imagine we're not, we're, we are going to be in Baltimore next year. I promise you that yes. after right. the huge awesome. success that Baltimore was, awesome. I cannot imagine ever not going back to Baltimore. <laughs> uh, we are in love. I, I actually am yes. not sure that I, I'm sure you met Liz Porter, one of our team members. I trying to pry her out of that city was, 
was a challenge. So <laughs> we, we are definitely going to be back in Baltimore. And if every event is as successful as the first one, I can't imagine that we'll, we'll shift too much off course. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Our team members are already like looking at apartments for rent in Baltimore. Wow. And Phoenix, Phoenix is giving them a run for their money right now. So Uh-oh. I don't know where we're going to live. Okay. We fall in love every place we go. So we're like, I want to live here now. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like what happened in New Orleans. Exactly. <laughs> right? Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about that certification um, program, which is really great. And like I said, you have to make these Sophie choice, Sophie's choice yeah. about which classes to take, but that kind of helped me uh, decide and, and kind of stay on, on track. <laughs> that's awesome. Absolutely. That, and that's really the idea. That That's actually part of where the idea came from. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at the, the vast number of classes, it, it it came from a couple of places. First, um, over the last three years as Bar Institute, we had those tracks. So you would you would apply for a major at Bar Institute and your classes would all be tailored to that major. And you would only go to classes that were in your, your course of focus. Um, and this year, we wanted to loosen it up a little bit. We wanted to give people the opportunity to go to different classes and try different things. Um, just because there was a little bit more flexibility in the schedule and there was a little bit more flexibility just sort of in general in the program. Um, so looking at that, we're like, okay, so how we still have these pretty clearly defined tracks of programs because this really is, you know, at the heart, it's, it's sort of business school for bartenders, you know, at the heart of all of this. Um, so how, how do we really find a way to communicate that and how do we find a way to show someone that they're making progress because at the end of Portland Cocktail Week, you felt like you really completed something. Right. Uh, you've gone through the course of study, you've gone through the program, and it felt like you'd really finished something. How do we do that, but in a way that feels like we're taking the next step, that we're, we're really taking taking your game up a notch, just like everything else here at the Bar Institute. Um, and really, certification was the natural next step. Um, and I'm really excited about it because it gives people something to work towards right. and it gives people the opportunity to really see how much time we think it takes to get mm-hmm. to a place where you really know, you know, your stuff. Um, and having that opportunity to interact with, you know, really, if you look at it, it's 20 different brilliant minds yeah. on this, this topic that you're really excited about right. and the, the place where you see your career going. That opportunity, if, if you look at it at, from that point of view, uh, it, it's a really interesting and exciting opportunity. And um, the certification program really is, you know, step one is, is those 20 classes, those 20 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, once you complete those 20 hours and we know you went to those classes and you, you, you answered the questions, right? So we know for sure you were in there and you were paying attention and you were awake, um, which by the way, all of the people who go to our, our classes, I, I cannot say enough about how engaged and how awesome everyone is who sits mm-hmm. in those classes, mm-hmm. um, how great they are. Um, so, you know, once once you get through the 20 classes, the next step is the part that I'm actually most excited about, which is the part where we, we ask you to do a guided term paper on your topic of, of interest. Um, and this this is this is interesting to me because I, I think, you know, coming kind of coming from where, where I come from, um, I, I love the idea of, of really focusing on on something that you're passionate about and creating something new from it. I also think that this is going to be the next crop of Bar Institute classes. You know, I really see this coming full circle. Um, I'm hoping that these term papers turn into really incredible presentations that we can mm. then use as awesome content for the next year. Oh, there you because go. really, after you're certified, you're an expert, right? Mm. You should be the next person teaching. Mm. Um, so I, I see this as, as sort of, you know, 
circle of life, my friend. Nice. That's, that's how it should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, it also, it, I think it helps you focus, you know, because I'm really yeah. like, you know, I want to learn everything, you know, but on the of other course. hand, you, you, you can't, you know, you have to pick and, and you have to be kind of accountable to, you know, to yourself. And, and it's awesome to have someone else to be accountable to, you know. So, you know, I'm interested in this brand ambassador and consultancy thing, you know, but I, I also love bartending, you know, so I want, I want to learn everything. But, you know, the, I think this is going to help me, you know, focus my, my path down the, down where I'd like to go. And that's why we leave the eight credit hours for whatever you want to take. Right. They can be things inside of the track that you selected, or they can be about anything. You have those 12 hours that you, we really want you to focus on this thing that you told us that was your favorite thing and that's what you wanted to learn about. We also want to leave you some room to explore and make sure that the thing that you're working toward is the the right next step in your career for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's, we understand that 20 classes is a lot. Um, and so having it, having the completion of curriculum span over two years goes back to us making sure this is accessible and affordable. We don't want to tell someone that if they want to get certified, then they need to go to every bar institute in a year. Exactly. That's a lot of time and money. Um, but over the course of two years, you can go to the two bar institutes that happen closest to you in mm-hmm. two years, and you still get the same experience and the same result. Yeah, that's great. I didn't realize it was two years, so I was thinking, oh, uh-huh. I'm going to I'm gonna have to pick. Well, I'm planning to go to New York, but I was like, oh, maybe <laughs> if I go to Miami, I'll be able to get my 20 hours in you know, yeah. well, quick. I mean- <laughs> I mean, yeah, we want you to do that, but we also don't want to. We also don't want to penalize exactly. anyone who can't do that. Exactly, right, any sure. unnecessary stress. Yeah, we look at it as you know, for the people who can get it done in one year, that's amazing. And for those who are, you know, we want to make sure that the doors open uh, for people who need a little extra time. Right, right. Well, uh, the the events were incredible too. The uh, Jägermeister and and Gentleman Jack events stick out especially in my mind. They were amazing. They're so good. They, the the guys from Gentleman Jack that were doing the etching on the barrels. They amazing, were so cool. Right? They were They're so, so cool. One of the people I was hanging out with, her um, state, you know, they were doing these personalized things for us and her, hers got lost in the computer somehow. So they stayed late, later than they needed to be there and made her one. And then there was That's some so leftover cool. stuff. So I got like a whole barrel head signed by the barrel master. I was like, this oh, is amazing. Wow. <laughs> That's so the cool. Folks, the folks from Gentleman Jack and really Brown Foreman overall, they are some yeah, of they our favorite people job. to work with. They're so, so good. We... In this world, you know, we run into the brand ambassadors a lot, which are awesome people, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. it, it's rare unless you go to the distilleries that you actually meet the yeah. hands, hands-on guys that, you know, that big, what was his name? Exactly. The big guy wearing the overalls. He was awesome. <laughs> so cool. And I think that, that's, a, that's a testament to, you know, our partners really getting, you know, what the Bar Institute's about. Right. You know, they... They, they understand how important it is for us to understand their story, not just mm-hmm. not just how the, the product's made, but the people behind it. And, you know, when we talk to them about things like well, when we, we talk about the program and, and what we think is most successful, they're really excite, most excited about sharing those stories and bringing those people and making sure that we, we understand who they are. Um, and, and it's really exciting to hear that that, that really resonated with you because yeah. for us, that's, that's the most exciting part. The people are the exciting part. Yeah, yeah. And... They, they're so great at providing these hands-on experiences, um, but also incorporating it into a fun atmosphere where people can network and unwind. They've been learning all day. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jaeger came when we uh, started talking to Jaegermeister about the dinner. They were like, wait, there's a place that has like a bunch of local Baltimore food. Let's <laughs> yeah. do it there. Um, and awesome. then Woodford was like, we're going to do all kinds of crazy infusions where people can pick their own infusions. And we're like, yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All of that. That was fun. Somehow I missed the upfronts. What's that about? Ah, yes. So this is a new program. Um, 
that that we put together this year. Really, the idea behind it is that I, I want us to be, as an industry, I want us to have a stronger voice in really telling the trends and speaking about the trends that we see in the bar world a little bit more clearly and a little bit more succinctly to, to those outside of the bar world. And I think the best way that we can do that is by first telling each other what we're seeing and what's really exciting in each other's bars, and then taking that and presenting it out to media and consumers and everybody else. Okay. So the, the way that we're doing that is we're selecting six bars per region region to get up and do one hour long presentations uh, to to a room of, of very friendly faces. Uh, so mostly mostly um, our, our attendees. So a lot of trade. And of course, we have um, a couple of evaluators in the room um, who are selecting two bars that will go on to present in New York um, for the Nationals. Mm-hmm. These bars are really telling us the story of their ethos, who they are as a bar, where the, the ideas come from, everything from how the space is designed all the way through to how they create a menu to how they build a round um, and the business case for the bar, how they make money um, and really picking in, and choosing the things that they they do that make them special and make them interesting and make them a compelling case, why they are changing the way America drinks. Wow. And, and these bars are, I mean, the, the bars that, that we had present in the Northeast, I, I think, are a really beautiful cross-section of interesting things that are happening um, all over America. You know, whether it's a historic space that's been reimagined uh, in Yvonne's, uh, you know, they, they took the historic lockover space and, you know, basically took out all of the the dusty old boring you know the the, the dusty old stuff that wasn't working anymore mm-hmm. um, and they they made it they they breathed life into it they it's now one of the the busiest and, and most talked about restaurants and, and bars in in Boston um and they they've made it work um <laughs> sounds like holiday cocktail lounge <laughs> right right and actually right it, it's not it's not too different right yeah. Um, this is something that we're. This is a trend that we're seeing happen all over the United States. Mm. Uh, the guys, the, the, the team at Avons just happens to be doing it in a way that that's really cool and really elegant, and happens to have a lot of really beautiful drinks and a, a, just the most beautiful space. Incredible, incredible space, and a, a really great business case to back it all up. Nice. Um, so oh, you know, sorry, it's, it's really that. great. Yeah, it's really great to to hear bars tell their story for an hour, and whether you know we and the presentations were so different. I think that was another thing that was really cool about it about that program. Um, you know, we had one presentation that was an entrepreneur speaking from his heart for an hour. It was very well researched. It was very well presented, but it was his heart. It was his soul. Josefi mm-hmm. Gonzalez got up there and he mm-hmm. told us about his heart, yeah. which is his bar, and it was. I've got to tell you, I I could not take my eyes off it. Yeah, it was it was the most compelling hour of my recent memory. Wow. Like, you know, I, everybody in the room was transfixed. Mm. There was nothing else happening in the world at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was it was fascinating to watch him, and he's just so passionate and so excited about what he's doing. That was really cool to see. There's so much heart in it. Nice. And and you know, other other programs went a, a very different route. And Brendan Jordan, we were talking about before, did this really great thing where he brought up people from all over Baltimore to come up on stage and talk about how his program uh, changed the way they 
bartend and the way that they they see Baltimore and cocktails. And that, that I think, tells his story and the story of his bar, um, which is really awesome. You know, that's really an awesome thing, too. And we're, you know, we're, we're really looking at this program being, um, being a way for bars to express themselves. Um, and, you know, it's not a competition. I think that's a really important thing to take away. Um, upfronts are not a competition. Um, you know, while, of course, there is that competitive aspect because two are selected to move on to the nationals. Um, it's definitely not a competition. This is a celebration of amazing bars that exist all over the United States um, that that we think are really changing the way America drinks. And we want to take a really hard look at what what we're doing as a community and how we are are really shaping drinking culture. It's a great time to be in this industry, you got to say. Right? It really is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. And you guys are uh, are helping that along for sure. Thank we love you. it. We love being here. We love we love being a part of all of this. We we look at ourselves as, as sort of a mirror. You know, we we reflect back what what we see the community doing and and needing. Mm. And in any way we can we can be facilitators and help it grow. That's all we want to do. Great, great. Well, it's coming up. We'll we'll announce the dates while we're talking about it. Uh, May 1st through 3rd in uh, yeah. Phoenix. That's yeah. coming up soon. <laughs> so excited. Uh, then uh, then you head to Austin, Texas, June 12th yes. through 14th. Uh-huh. Miami, yes. August 21st, 23rd. And back to Portland, September 25th through 27th. And then the Nationals in New York. So the, the Nationals, uh, November 6th through 10th. Looking forward yes. to that. The big show. Yeah, I bet. We have a lot of space reserved, so come yeah. on out. Oh, I'll be <laughs> there for it. sure. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion for a class? Uh, yes. Working flair? Yes. We're we actually, actually having one, one in Phoenix. Oh. Uh, Kate Gerwin. Uh, oh, yeah. The Bulls Around the World champion and Blake yeah. Montana, both of HSL Hospitality, are going to do an entire hour about working flair. Nice. Yeah, I took a class with her in um, in New Orleans. I guess it was she's last amazing. Year. She's, she's she awesome. was my counselor at Camp Runamuck my very first year in 2013. What? <laughs> yep. That's great. Great. Yeah, she's the very best. She's the actual best person ever. <laughs> sorry, Kate, if you listen to this, I'm sorry if you get embarrassed, but you are the actual best person ever. <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much. Thank I know you're you. busy. I don't want to take any more of your time up. Thank you well, so much. So great talking thank with you. you. We had so much fun. Me See too. You soon. Yes, we will see you soon. Yeah. Right. Thanks again, ladies. Bye. Bye Thanks. Now. Bye. All right, there you have it. That was a great chat, and uh, it's such a great event. I know I've said it before, but I can't encourage you enough to attend a Bar Institute event. Uh, You've got the dates there. I'll put them up on the website again, bartenderjourney.net. And, uh, yeah, it's a a great event, and uh, I think you'll really get a lot out of it. We'll talk more about Bar Institute on future episodes. I have some uh, audio recorded there. I recorded with uh, Jillian from Dead Rabbit, and uh, I talked to the guys from Martin Miller's Gin, which is a good, really good gin. And uh, so we'll have that coming up on future episodes. I recorded a lot of the classes, which uh, I won't play for you uh, verbatim, but we'll, we'll talk about some of the classes and maybe uh, little samples from, from the recordings of those classes. So that's coming up soon. We also have uh, Warren Bobro coming up soon, talking about his interesting new book. And uh, that's coming out in a couple months, his book. And uh, we're going to talk to Warren on, uh, on either next week or the week after. And, uh, well, yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. So make sure you're subscribed. If if you're not subscribed already uh, and you're on iPhone, you just go to your podcast app, search for Bartender Journey, and hit that subscribe button, and that'll uh, bring you the new episodes as soon as they become available. Download them right to your phone, and you can also browse through the back catalog.
catalog there and check out some of the uh, some of the uh, archives. Stand by for our toast. We always do a toast at the end of the show. Uh, but first, I'll remind you, my name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thank you so much for listening. The website is bartenderjourney.net. And for all things Bartender Journey, go down over to bartenderjourney.net. I'd love to hear from you. For any reason at all, you can find the contact page there on bartenderjourney.net. Or just email me at brian at bartenderjourney.net. You can find me on Instagram at bartenderjourney or on Twitter at barkeeptips. And there's a Facebook page, uh, Bartender Journey. Search, uh, search your Facebook for Bartender Journey and like that page. Like it. Oh, I forgot to mention uh, about subscribing. Uh, if you're not on iPhone or you have any questions at all on how to do it, uh, how to subscribe on bartenderjourney.net, there's a subscribe page, and that can help you out, show you uh, various ways to subscribe to the show. And don't forget, there's also the competitions page on bartenderjourney.net, and, uh, but there's, uh, there's competitions you can enter, and there's an events page to show you a bunch of events, including Bar Institute that are coming up and uh, I really encourage you to do both of those to uh, to get into the competition thing and to go to events and like I said I'll be uh, competing live in person for the first time uh, coming up soon for, with the Copper and Kings um, competition so uh, I'm excited about that and uh, yeah it's, it's a great thing to do we have the USBG Regional Conference here in New York uh, this week, and uh, I was out yesterday volunteering, helping shuttle people around the city, the out-of-towners uh, all around the city. The events were at uh, different locations, and uh, so that was that was great. There was one seminar about uh, your personal branding, which is something you might want to, you know, start just something to think about. That's sort of all about social media and, uh, yeah, getting your name out there and, and, and branding yourself. So uh, I won't get into that subject too much right now, but uh, maybe, in the, maybe in the future we'll talk about it and there were actually several classes at bar institute on that subject too so uh, yeah i'll try to maybe get some of those people on the show all right here's our toast may the winds of fortune sail you may you sail a gentle sea may it always be the other guy who says this drinks on me cheers we'll see you next time on bartender journey except for a few formalities prohibition's finished